When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something about like talk time on podcast. It's the Something Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. It's not going well today, I've got to tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm Mike, your host, and joining me today we've got Andy. Um, first of all, you heard him in the commentary there. Um, uh, condolences to um, John Watson um, and to his family. Obviously, I'm thinking of you He's, this time, everyone who loved him, which seems to be an awful lot of people, Andy. Um, I, I, I said on Twitter, it's amazing how many clubs... And fans of the club seem to see him as as theirs, and yeah. um, that's very rare. Especially now, everyone you mention any team, and you obviously that means you hate someone else straight away. But over the years, John Watson's clearly loved by a lot of people. It's funny because um, obviously every club takes almost ownership of Watson, but I think we've got a little bit more right than others. Yeah, um, I might be aware that. Um, uh, John Watson's last person was at the Sutton's change a few ago. Um, but did find out from various sources on the forum that his first ever commentary broadcast was the 1969 Alex Cup final where we lost. So it was a Sutton kind of booking uh, and footballing career. So I feel we've got a little bit more ownership. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're happening. Um, <laughs> we will um, move on. 
to talk about the, the win over Newport and look forward to our, our 125th birthday next week and the visit of crew, obviously. Um, don't forget, as usual, you can help with the cost of the sh supporting the show with one-off donations or regular subscriptions by joining us on Patreon. If you want to know more, look for the Support Us page on the website. Um, and obviously, if you need any other information, just drop me an email or um, any of the socials at Sutton Podcast. So we're going to get into it. Um, Andy, it's been 55 days since you were on the show. Um, no. Not pointing fingers, but the last time you were on the show, um, there were some technical problems and I was kicked <laughs> out of my own live thing. I can't even get into my own live thing now. Um, <laughs> so uh, how have you been since since then? I've been, I've been very good. I've, I've let others take the, uh, the um, podcasting mantle as a uh, as you reminded me that I've probably done more than other people, so I think I've been, uh, you know, welcome to come back to people. I've been, I've been absolutely fine. I've been even better seeing how we've been playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been playing absolutely brilliantly, but we'll, we'll get on to the match in a moment. Um, club news, the academy side drew their first match in the Merit League One with Wimbledon. Um, it was 1-1. One -one. Um, I did make such a mess of explaining what that was last week that um, I'm going to get Ross and some others possibly to come on and explain it for me because I was like, all right, yeah, I have no idea what they said. So um, hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll get Ross or someone from the Academy on to sort of explain a little bit more about it. Uh, ladies team today, brilliant. Um, could have been 10. And uh, that's not one of those biased looking at it. It was, it was they were superb. Um, great, great game today. Won 5 0, their second 5 0 win in a row. So um, yeah, re really well done. So today, um, we're doing on a slightly different platform. Things aren't going as well as they should. I'm going to have to go really low tech with stuff. Um, and I've just five minutes ago found out that the intro for the next part has somehow managed to make itself speeded up a little bit. So I'm going to keep it in because I I, I can't change it at this moment in time. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's all sorts of gremlins going in today. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to move on to the ultimate team. One second. And now. 125 years in the making. The Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. Sutton United All Time Ultimate 11. Obviously, it's just you here, but I did get the others to send theirs in. So, um, what we'll do is if I could start with yours, and again, for anyone who still hasn't got it, this is your favourite player who it may not be your favorite player because they may already be in the team actually i know one of your favorite players is already in the team but this is your favorite we'll start with central midfield so who is your choice for central midfield slot i think amazingly enough it's probably Hogan. okay uh, i think that, again we're almost with some of the people that we've had playing central midfield at the time that I've, again we're almost fourth choice so i was uh, i was thinking steve watson from our um champion uh, uh season paul rogers um, of course, he was an absolute star, but I think Harry just shaped um, only because of him basically becoming a football star um, mm. after basically thrown away by Leighton Orient. Um, we made him into a league player. Didn't quite work out for him uh, in the end, and he ended up coming back to us, and we've made him into a league player again. So, for me, Harry just shaped it about him. Okay, well, we're going to have um, Jared's thoughts. Will probably be Harry Buterman. Over the course of two spells at the club, Harry has um, done a lot. He's 
I think, particularly if you look at the, the 1920 season, where his goals kept us up for a large part, the least kept us competitive, especially during those dark days in around about October, November time, where he was like the only player of any real quality it seemed that we had, and kept us together, kept us together, kept us going. And a large part of success we've had since then has been built on that spell we had in nineteen twenty in the nineteen twenty season. Also, just the fact he's just been a consistently great performer for Sutton since it's his first debut in twenty eleven and throughout his second spell at the club. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, it's almost like you got together and said, hey, let's do this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Jared for the match yesterday at all, but, you know, <laughs> uh, but we also have Alex was due to be on. They both have, they, they didn't just both drop out, they, they both had um, reasons. Alex had to, had to work, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you absolutely have to take money because I'm, I'm, I'm not paying you. Um, so, uh, but here's his thoughts on the centre midfield spot. Understand Eastman's been taken because, as you as you well know, he was my he was my top choice. I think I actually put him in my all time footballers um, central midfield position before I understood the fully understood the brief. <laughs> um, so I'm sure he'll be pleased with that. But for centre midfield, I'm going to go with with Kenny Davis. Um, appreciate you know no longer at the club and, and playing elsewhere at the moment, but I thought his his commitment and longevity to Sutton during his five-year spell, I think, with us or something like that. I'm sure you guys will will know. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I thought, I, th- I thought one of the reasons I'm picking him is he was so underrated, I think, as, as a player. He was he was described as, you know, workhorse, um, industrial, agricultural, you know, that kind of central midfielder, scrapping kind of thing. But he had moments of, um, moments of incredible technique as well. I remember he, he didn't get many goals for us. I remember he got a, a free kick that he... He was, he was partial to a free kick, wasn't he? Defting one into the top corner and, and a couple of long-range strikes as well. So, Kenny Davis, just for his commitment and overall overall um, performance for the Saturday. So, Alex went for Kenny, which is surprising, but yeah, yeah, um, perfect reasons. I, I, I did think for a split second that he was going to choose Harry as well. <laughs> but he had, he alluded to it there, so was, uh, I'm going to tell it. The reason I sent out the specific um, email explaining again which people came back to me saying, well, that's a bit obvious, I thought, was Alex did um, initially sent me his all-time um, midfielders and he put um, Vieira alongside Eastie. And I was like, I'm sure Eastie's <laughs> going to be delighted with that. <laughs> so, uh, but Eastie's already team. So the vote for the central midfield spot will be Harry and Kenny. Um, who, this one could be more interesting. Um, who's your striker? Um, wow. Well, yeah. I, I know who... I know who Actually, is your striker. <laughs> um, it could have been Paul McKinnon, but he's already on the list, so uh, that on stat box is already ticked. Um, I've actually changed my mind. I was going to say Lenny Dennis. Right. Uh, and, you know, Lenny, Lenny was great with us. He was, him and McKinnon were the partnership, but I started watching something. With. But then I changed my mind to probably what is the most obvious one out of the lot, and that's Craig Um mm-hmm. it, 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 To me, it can't be anyone else. I mean, Kids became adults whilst Craig Douglas was playing with us. Some of them became parents. Some of them might be even grandparents at the time. Um, he's got an astonishing record. Um, he came to us at a time where the club was probably hitting rock bottom. Um, and apart from the one season where he went up to Hampton and Richmond, and we still ended up seeing him that season, he's made a bit of a um, just been, he, he's, he is really part of like this, like Eastman and Eastman as well, but he's part of the fabric. And not just on the coaching staff. Even if he wasn't on the coaching staff, he still would. Um, and you know, he's not. He's over 100 goals and what have 500 games or whatever. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, we will now get uh, Alex's thoughts first. And, and then up front, I mean, there is only one that I can pick. I'm sure I won't be the first or last to suggest his name, but it has to be Craig Dundas. Just, again, longevity is a big part of my my selections, um, both players. But Dundas, I mean, how many, how many times he played for us? You guys will know, but it's, it's certainly over the 300, 350 mark. I just think whilst he might be in a sort of player-coach role now, um, which is impressive in itself, but when he was, you know, in his heyday, he was a very prolific striker for Sutton, you know, prolific in the, in the sense of non-league football. But, yeah, I think he's he's deserves to be in the all-time 11 for his endurance, commitment to Sutton and all-round attributes, you know, both on and off the pitch. I think he's he's a remarkably impressive character and it's great to see him still at the club to this day and being the oldest person to make their Football League debut was a lovely touch last season. Yeah, <laughs> This is why I thought it could be interesting because um, I, I thought I knew your choice was Lenny, who I was like, oh God, he can't win, only because I've got him cu- I've got him coming on in a few weeks. So um, I figured I'll, I'll tell him he's not in the team and I'll just go and make a cup of tea or something. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I've got uh, Jared's choice coming up now as well. I, I think you probably know who it is. Um, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> Nassie McCaw, just because... He was one of, my, one of my first Saturn heroes when I was a teenager. Um, that that nine that ninety nine two thousand that sorry that ninety eight ninety nine championship winning season. Just some of the goals he scored, particularly that hat trick away at Ellsbury, and that title decider game, which was a thing of beauty. And, and the fact he's still going as playing football in his late forties, just a, an amazing achievement, and he was just an amazing player for us. So. <laughs> We're choosing two strikers who have played into their 40s. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the team is 48 now, right? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, I think it was um, it was in the French first or second round recently as well. Um, and Danny Bolt mentioned um, playing with him recently as well. So he's, he's sort of popped up quite a lot. I've got to brush up on my French, get him on. Um, but yeah, so the vote's going to be... Uh, Harry and Kenny and uh, Prince Nassim and um, King Dumbo. Uh, so we will put them out and we'll see uh, who will be on. So that, And then we'll finalise the team. That will be the first team and then it'll move into the next change of the uh, stage of the, the challenges and so on, which should be a lot more fun and interesting and less grief, I think. Um, but at least no one picked Paul Honey up front. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> um, right, on to the match. Um, interesting you're on because uh, you've you've sort of said many times in the past it's really easy to pick Matt's um, 11 because if everyone's fit it's going to be the same team that was out the previous week and he had a big big decision to make um, because with Eastie coming back from suspension although there were a couple times in the last two games you were like oh god the midfield's a bit all over the place Matt kind of went no, that was on me. That was the way it was set up. It wasn't anything to do with the players. Um, and then obviously when they got their new instructions, they sorted it out. But yeah, that, that must have been, and he said it in his post-match interview, it was a huge decision to to leave Harry out. You see, I, I don't think anything to do with Harry or Easton so forth, or how well they're playing. Harry is an attacking midfielder. Easton, Matt always liked one attacking one, one defending. So to me, it was to be quite obvious, even if, if he wasn't the captain. So. Um, and I think it is, Bad luck on Harry at the moment, but Ali is also playing for sure. Um, you know, if Ali, Ali's form drops off, whatever or not, then it, you know, Harry will be straight in. Those two are the ones. Um, Eastland 
kind of has a little bit of concern. Uh, but it's always a case of one defensive midfielder, one attacking midfielder. So I don't think it was probably. It was, I think it was hard to see emotionally. You don't want to drop Harry. Harry's a great player, and he will run and run and run. Um, but I think tactically, it was probably quite a straightforward. Yeah. Um, but other than that, unchanged. Um, I have to admit, I was kind of a little bit um, not worried, but surprised. Kobe was that three games in a row um, coming back from his injury as well. But obviously. <laughs> what do I know? Um, <laughs> but, um, but again, out of the blocks, remarkably early. I think we're uh, we're definitely trying to get into a position where we can hit teams on the counter because we go a goal up really, really early. Um, I think Matt was being a little generous with calling it a, a, a set piece routine where he came in, <laughs> landed to someone, passed out, and then passed back in again. And Ali also was claiming an assist. As well, Ralph, if you just sort of slid it back into the box, <laughs> Kobe just a uh, two and two, or two as Jane said, two in a row. Um, I mean, I mean, it was I mean, that first goal reminded me of the majority of the goals. Yeah, it was new, not clearing their lines, you know, giving us a bit of space. Bang, goal, which is something that we've been prone to. Um, but yeah, Kobe, I mean, I mean I'd, I'd forgotten he was it, he had quite a serious injury, just yeah. didn't show in minutes. Yeah. He's just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, last week I, I'd said he was doing like almost like the Ben role where the ball was just literally coming in and being a magnet to his head. And you're like, oh my God, get, um, we've got two of them now. Um, but then even after then, um, they they were quite upset. Now, I've, I've not watched it all back, I have to admit, um, but they, they were saying it wasn't a corner. They felt it wasn't a corner. Um, however, the bits I have watched back is um, there was a decent penalty shout not long after. And even yeah. their own commentary team were saying, actually, that was a penalty. That was that was definitely a penalty. Um, I mean, so, it, it wasn't a classic referee at all. I mean, there was a lot of big miss. Um, there was that bizarre two going down, and he literally fell over. Nobody touched him, and uh, you know, he suddenly had a heady. There were always like bizarre little things coming around, but I think it pretty much left it. Yeah. Um, um, decisions sometimes go your way, sometimes go your way. I mean, in terms of being a corner, actually quite a few in the Sutton, in the Sutton end shouted corner before the referee. Oh, so okay. I, I can tell you if it was or not, but if nothing it was, then you know, I'm happy to follow that. Yeah. I mean, strangely, I saw, a, I don't think there's anything to do with our game, but um, a completely different game, and they'd mentioned about the head injury thing, and it was like, players just hold their head now. And then someone else said, this is one of the things we could easily do from rugby. If someone goes down holding their head, they've got to go off for 10 minutes, do the concussion protocol, and they can get another sub on, but they've got to go off the pitch for 10 minutes. It's sort of guarantee it will soon stop the people go down clutching their head because they were like, no, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a different uh, thing. Lee had another good chance. Um, I think it dropped to him a bit unexpectedly and he shot over. Um, but then they kind of got themselves back into it a little bit. We, we weathered a bit of a storm. Jack, again, had uh, some great saves to make. Uh, but we made it to half time nil nil. Were you uh, oh, sorry, one nil even? <laughs> um, but how were you feeling at all half time? Were you confident? Yeah, or? I, I, was, I was pretty positive, mainly because of the way we were playing. Again, you're right, we, we came out of the blocks really, 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 really well, which we did at Hartley called the Harrogate. It's very much right, well, let's just attack it and then soak up it. So, yeah, I think it was it was fine. Our, our defense was pretty much dealing with everything, um, apart from that, Rose stroke post section but he does it every game jack rose do a match winning save um so it 
it's almost like, yeah, no problem, no surprises. <laughs> no, I mean, Newport was certainly not the worst, but they weren't really anywhere this. So I was, I was quite confident. Quite confident. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to dig out the old episodes and find where I said it, but I'm fairly sure I would have said something along the lines of, um, obviously, when we lost Dino last year, it was a bit of, a, oh, my God, we've lost him. But we've had it before where we had um, Jason Brown signed up, yeah. ready to go. Either the season, off his went, and we got in Ross Warner, which turned out to be great, apart from, obviously, the keepy up gate. But um, uh, <laughs> he was great, mostly. Um, so it's like, well, it's one of those things. It could turn out to be a good move for us and it certainly is at the moment um the second half again seemed to be fairly even i think matt said himself they were both fairly even except the only difference is we took our chances in the two in the two chances we had and they didn't um ali with uh um well we'll call it a clearance just to wind him up <laughs> but yeah another magnificent goal from ali um and two nil job done i mean it it it's feels a little bit different at the moment watching Sutton at 2-0 because yeah. you're like you know what we've got this now let's 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 move on whereas a few months ago it was like oh god <laughs> I, think, I, I think the management team realised that we had a problem in the last minute and mm. they've obviously worked hard on it so I'm certainly not as nervous now in the closing as I were before, uh, yeah, October or November um, but it was funny when the ball came out to Ali for his goal I was just like yeah he's going to score now he's just done it before and bang straight in but well, funny enough, I'm kind of the reason I sort of mentioned way back then is I'm I'm moving all my all the episodes on, onto onto YouTube, yeah. and um, I'm kind of getting to that point in the season last year. Um, I think I named the episode "Sack Everyone and Burn Everything," um, where people were saying that we need a change on the sidelines. Um, we've got to sell the training ground, which we don't own. Um, and all the, all, the, all, all the other things. And then I was at the game today, I was talking to Dihal, and I was like, oh, he has that bloke again, remember, threw away his season ticket on an FA Cup match. Um, so I'm wondering how they those, those people kind of feel now, where they're like, oh, maybe maybe we might have overreacted a little bit to a, to a bad I defeat. Have, I am being deafened by their silence. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they just they have given up. I don't know. Maybe they haven't. Um, but... At one stage, things were looking brilliant for us. We were moving up again another slot, uh, but I think Bradford scored a very late winner. So we stay ninth, but the worst that could happen, if everyone all the, won all their games in hand, which I know is always impossible, but the worst that could happen now is we would drop to 10th. Because I think only one team can actually catch us with the games in hand, which is... I think It's Swindon, yeah, which is way better than it was a few weeks ago because we were several games ahead. Um, but yeah, two points off the playoff. The magic 50 points are up. We've done it. <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to Matt because when I had him on, I did say that we were three games behind we were last year and it's exactly three games later that we've hit the 50 points. So now I look like a genius. So thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just going to, before we move on to the player of the day bits, um, I'm just going to have a, give you a couple of seconds breather because... Um, the guys who were supposed to be on did send their thoughts as well. So um, first up, here is Alex's thoughts on the games. Game. Well, good morning, Mike, and uh, good morning, everybody. Probably the afternoon by the time you listen to this. Um, we're just departing from Newport after 
an absolutely fantastic result yesterday. Um, a few sore heads amongst our group, which will be interesting when I try and uh, try and do some work later. Um, but yeah, no, just a quick quick word on the boys yesterday. I thought they were to a man absolutely magnificent. Um, can, you can never fault them for effort and commitment and everything like that. But I thought the way they controlled and managed the game yesterday was was absolutely superb. Um, I, I would be slightly worried if I was a Newport fan. I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that um, during the podcast. Um, but really, I didn't think they offered particularly much. I didn't think they had a good shape, structure throughout the game as well. So, yeah, I think they might be heading in the wrong direction. But as I say, interested in your your thoughts on that. Um, I'll keep this relatively brief, as I know you'll have more interesting things to do during the podcast and listen to my my ramblings. Um, but just a quick word on Jack Rose yesterday. I know it's slightly unusual to single out the goalkeeper during a uh, during a 2 nil away win, but I thought he was magnificent yesterday. I thought some of his saves were were superbly superbly done, and and the way he marshaled the defence. I'm really enjoying his command of the penalty area. I think is improving week on week. Um, and and I think the timing of which he made his saves was was stunning as well. I was I was really impressed by by his overall overall performance yesterday. But as I say, the boys to a man were fantastic and great to see them be amongst the 250-odd away support and, and yeah, fantastic atmosphere and another great win. On we go. Two points off the playoffs. He might have just woken up when he was saying some of that. Um, and is Jared's thoughts? My thoughts on the game yesterday. I thought there were times in the game where we were a little bit... Um, Newport wasn't dominant for, for significant parts of that game, but we held strong across all areas of the field. Defensively, we thought we were dogged. Um, strong. Jack Rose was at least two great saves on one and even a half. And um, to keep and um, at time to get the score up with Noel Sutton. Going forward, when we did get forward, we looked dangerous in attack. Looked like we could, you know, looked quick going forward. We did have a chance to go forward. Um, it was just a strong, dominant, um, strong performance across the field from all parts of the field. It was a, a good, typical away win. Um, lots to be positive about. Lots to be excited about going forward as well. The worry there is they both managed to say in three minutes what I got you and I to say in about 20, which would, could ruin this podcast if I carry on with that. <laughs> podcast express format. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to use their, their choices, but um, I'll come to you in a second for player of the day. I've even got this as a jingle. Look, here we go. Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Right. So I figured they both mentioned. So we'll go for the first choice um, of Jack. Um, I've done this sneakily because it means you're going to choose two and I'm choosing one. So 
<laughs> but uh, who who would be your first choice? Oh, I, I think I have, I have a clear one. Um, yeah. Even if you didn't score, Toby Rowe. Toby is absolutely. Uh, and I think the goal was just the ice cream. Even if you haven't scored, he's fearless. Excellent. Well, from what I've seen and read lots of other people's opinions, um, I'm going to stick his, his partner in crime, Ben, um, because, again, um, it's solid. It's, it's one of those... Like Omar was a few months ago, just you know what, stick him in because he's, <laughs> there's no way you can argue against it. Um, so I'm going to stick Ben in. And so for your second choice and the fourth and final choice. Okay, um, nearly was Will Randall. Mm-hmm. Again, very, very good game. Um, lost the ball a couple of times. Why up, not actually? Um, I think actually. It's going to be uh, Easton. Uh, he made quite a number of. Um, Challenges and he was in the mix all game. He was again, I think maybe the two games off pretty good running around like Harry would. Yeah, don't expect that. But, um, so yeah, it'll be my choice. Perfect. Okay, well, I'll add them all to the to the lists. Um, before we leave this game, I do want to say, um, some apologies to the uh, the, the seven year old son of Ed from the 1912 Exiles because. I know he hates Sutton. No, no one knows why he hates Sutton, but um, we obviously ruined his weekend. So um, apologies, young man, but hopefully next season we won't have to play you. Um, but, um, before uh, we're going to move on, um, I spoke to Stuart from the Railway Men podcast earlier, and I'm going to slot that in here now. Um, so you'll have to listen to it if you want to hear what he said. So joining me now is Stuart from the Railway Men podcast. Hello, Stuart. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for uh asking me to come back on thank you very much as well for coming back on um so remind me you're uh it's not it's not early morning where you are is it no yeah. uh we're four hours ahead here oh, okay yeah. um so you get to watch all the games on the lovely lovely i follow yeah it's uh it's a well i say it's a great way to end my saturday <laughs> to be honest with you for the last two years it hasn't been a great way to end <laughs> most saturdays <laughs> Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, about the podcast. What was it you, 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 you kind of do? I know it's you and a couple of us, is it? Uh, well, it's me that set it up. Uh, and then what I, I basically stole the format idea of Football Weekly, the Guardian podcast. I get three people on every week to talk about the crew game. Uh, the rule is that you have to have seen the game. And rather hypocritically, I'd like it if you were at the game rather than watching it on iFollow. But uh, I do allow exceptions yeah so i i'm very much the same i don't i rarely do the away games um so i like people to be able to see it but then yeah i've called on a couple of people in spain or, or saudi yeah. as well going just watch, let's watch it um so you've, you've mentioned saturday's ruined for a couple of years um what what's this season been like for you guys i know we, we lost to you earlier in the season uh when we were struggling but what's the season been like for you guys um really boring really really boring um that's an improvement on last year which was just really depressing uh we'd go into games and just wait to concede and then once we did that was it we knew we were going to lose um this year it's been a little bit better um i mean we are currently on a five game unbeaten run we have won one of those games it's really boring uh january we were unbeaten we only played four games in january uh unbeaten again in january but won one game in january so you can see a theme like we've become a really dull drawing team in the bottom half of league two um 
it's better than last year. I think some people were genuinely concerned we might get sucked into another relegation fight. I'm, we're 17th. We're not safe. We're not mathematically safe. No one should be relaxed. But I do think we've got enough. Uh, and, you know, we seem to be getting point a point every week um, to sort of keep ourselves away from it. But, yeah, it's not been fun. Yeah. Well, I've, I've noticed, I don't know um, when this started, I'll be honest, that the form table goes to 10 games now. Um, and I'm like, when did that happen? Obviously, I like it at the moment because we're top of that. Um, so it's like, that's, that's, that's wonderful stuff. Um, but looking at yours, I think it was seven, uh, two wins, seven draws and one loss. So you've only lost one in the 10. Um, but it, it puts us top of the form table where we've lost one. And it puts you guys, um, I think, 20 if I looked earlier. Um, so it is through the ball draws. I mean, is it all the home games or is it the away games? Or is it, uh, is no, it I think we've actually games? drawn our last four games away, I think. Right. Um, okay. I th- which is a weird stat. We've won, we've won, oh, we haven't won away since November, but I think we've drawn our last four away games. Uh, and then the two that we lost are at home to Leighton Orient and Grimsby at the start of the month. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it literally is. I just had a look. Yeah, the last four, the, all of our away games this year have been draws. Uh, we haven't won any, we haven't lost any. Um, yeah, what was what was the question? Sorry, are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you the draw specialist? But yeah, I think you've answered that. Yeah, I, um, it, it's been such a boring season. I got bored of my own answer halfway through and forgot what you'd asked me. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> They just are like yesterday was a really good example. You know, we were at home to bottom of the league, Watchdale. Uh, they weren't very good. We weren't very good either. It wasn't a very good game to watch, um, but we scored. And then, you know, we should then go on to make sure we see that out. Uh, what we do instead is we concede a goal that um, probably had about four chances to clear or to deal with it or to do something with it. Um, so then it's 1-1. And then with a few minutes to go, one of our centre-halves gets sent off for... I mean, it's a ludicrous challenge. Uh, he just flies in, clears the guy out. The ball's nowhere in sight. 30 yards from goal, loads of people around him, no reason to do it. Um, and that's it. Then all of a sudden, they're the ones that are going to go on to win it. And they almost did win it. It only stopped one of our other centre-halves making a, a last-minute challenge in the six-yard box to hoof the ball away in the last minute of the game to stop us from losing to Rochdale. And... You know, no one loses to Rochdale, so that's just that's just how the season's going. I, I am feeling quite sorry for them. I will be honest. Um, it's last season was the first time I ever had it with Scunthorpe, and when they visited us, the players were just looked demoralised, couldn't be bothered. Mm. And I'm seeing a lot of the similar conversations with Rochdale fans. So it's rare I take that much interest in other teams. So it's like I'd hate to be. I mean, it's it's horrible to say because I know we're never going to be in that position for a good few years because we've got strong management, strong board and everything like that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just not nice to see people not enjoying I, I think themselves. it's a big drop when you're not used to that drop from yeah. fifth, fourth to fifth tier. I think that is a big drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, you probably know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, what, who are the players we're looking out for? No one. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing exciting about this football team right now. Uh, no, that's not quite fair. Um, we had a guy on loan from Arsenal when we played you the first time, Arthur Conquo, and he did so well that Arsenal recalled him in January and then he's been sent out to Sturm Graz in the Austrian Premier League. Um, he'd already got 10 clean sheets by the time January came around. So he was, you know, our shining light for the season. 
We've got uh, a new goalie in called James Beadle on loan from Brighton, very highly rated, but he looks about 12 years old. Uh, he came into the side against Warsaw on Tuesday, kept a clean sheet, stayed again uh, in the game against Rochdale on Saturday, conceded one. So he looks very good, but again, he's quite young, but he might be an excellent goalkeeper. Brighton certainly thinks so. Uh, so that's good. But then, you know, we are quite well renowned for having our own youth players. Um, mm -hmm. There's one coming through at the moment. He broke through a few months ago, took some time out of the team and he's back in the team now, slightly changed position. Uh, and I think over the last few games, he's looked like the player that the academy coaches say he is when he's playing for the academy side and the under 21s, uh, Joel Taberner. Um, he set the goal up yesterday, a lovely play with him and another lone player, Ryan Finnegan, um, down the right wing, put a cross in and our left back turned up in the box to head it in for some reason. Not sure why, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, so Joel Taberner is probably the next exciting academy player. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just the lone players. Beadle, I've mentioned, mm -hmm. Ryan Finnegan, we've got on loan from Southampton. He's an excellent player. He is not a League Two player. Uh, I, it's his first loan out. I think he'll be looking at at least League One loan next season. Uh, he will be playing higher than League Two, I think. Um, other, Yeah, other than that, I'm struggling. Um, I really, really like our centre-back we signed from Carlisle, Rod McDonald. Uh, but he's not really someone to look out for. He's just someone that, you know, he's a good League Two centre-half that knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, so that's about as much as I can give you in terms of I can name the players if you want, but they're pretty yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I find it very odd. I'm a fellow like me, um, the loan system, I'm like, we've got covers on loan, and I'm like, why are we developing someone else's players? Mm. Why are we giving them the chance? And then, um, we, we've been lucky in that, um, the loan, the one of them, the loan has ended because we wanted it to end rather than um, the, the other way around. But I do see that quite a lot. I know that happened to Swindon last year. They were flying and suddenly three loan players were doing so well just went like that. And I'm like, oh God, that would give me absolute nightmares to be relying yeah. on these players. Um, but it, 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 it must be like that nowadays, I suppose. That's exactly what it was with the Conquo. Uh, he, we, I'm fairly sure, I'm convinced we were told he didn't have a recall option, but there was one and it was kept quiet. Um, and, you know, he was doing great at Crewe. Uh, I would argue that if he was going to go to Sturmgratz and not start, there would be little point in him going there when he could just do that at Arsenal. But, you mm. know, he's getting the minutes at Crewe and he was doing great. They were really happy, but I think the agent wanted the, the money for the move to an Austrian Premier Division side. Yeah. So I think that's the story that I've been told. Um, but that's it. I mean, the other lone players we've got there, necessities. Ryan Finnegan came in in midfield because our midfield isn't very good. Uh, it's got no creativity at all. Uh, um, and then the other one we've got at the moment is Sean Robertson on loan as a right back who came in from Forest Green. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a young player trying to make his way in the game, I think is my best way of to describing him. <laughs> he's got a mistake or two in him pretty much every game. Uh, there's a reason he's not getting in Forest Green's team, bottom of League One. Yeah, but I mean, again, I'm very, uh, very sensible. I think with most of the players playing in League Two are not, you, you're going to have mistakes because otherwise they wouldn't be playing in League Two. Um, so, um, but it, yeah, it must be, it must be calling. Um, right, I'm taking up a load of your time. Thank you very much. Um, no look, look out for us on 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 the on the, on the small screen, um, and. Um, 
hopefully after this week you can start enjoying your football again for a little while <laughs> we'll see. i think it's i think this season that's it uh we'll try again next year i think yeah yeah perfect lovely thank you very much for your time no take care thank you cheers bye but one of the things we covered is first of all i don't know when this happened but form table goes to 10 games now which is just bizarre yeah, to me um, six eight or ten yeah yeah, I was like, when did that happen? It was always six. But anyway, yeah, I like looking at the form table of 10 games because we're top and have been. <laughs> so it's very nice. Um, they, over the last 10 games, have had, I think, one win. No, one loss as well, but seven draws and three wins. Um, so uh, they, they, they've got a lot of draws. Um, I think he said they've drawn their last four away games. Uh, so um, he also said the word boring several several times in the conversation um but what what are your what are your thoughts ahead of next week what do you what do you think well i mean again from what i've what i've seen of crew recently i thought we were hard done by it it was one of those games where you know we were having chance after chance been playing until scored and we won it out out of those kind of one nil way um it felt probably the one that was the most unlucky um uh, but I, I go back to what I said a few weeks back. Uh, we literally at the moment nothing to fear with Crew, nothing really, nothing Barrow. Um, you know, it, literally, it's only really when we and again how they play yet to Mansfield away near the end of March. I think, yeah. I think it's a bit more of a challenge. But wow, they were completely upright. So no, I, I again home form. We're playing with confidence. We've got a pretty you know, fully fit squad. I mean, uh, hopefully some of them sorry go to I don't know anything about. Um, what had happened to real winners or whatever. Um, but we've got players, yeah, we've got players who turned back as well. Rob Nelson's pretty close, John's pretty close. So it's a pretty selection, but there's apps yeah, uh, I mean, there on the table side. Yeah, I think Matt said it was, he'd taken a knock, but it wasn't anything too serious. Um, right. It was just precautionary. And obviously he's got he's got the options now. So it's like, well, may as well take the options while I've got them because uh, you don't want to make things worse. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at it, and this sounds big-headed, and this isn't a certain way, and it definitely isn't my way. When you look at some of these, you're like, there'll be a shock, a surprise if we lose to this lot. There'll be, it'll be, oh, blimey, what happened there? Um, so yeah, and I'm, again, I'm looking very, very clever now because I've been saying playoffs since I think before Christmas. Um, so <laughs> if this happens, I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about. Like, wow. Yeah, guess it's, it's a testament to how good squad is and how well they play with each other and for each other. For each other, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's the for the for each other and the putting it in. And I know it's I know it's wrong when I say it, but it, it's it's like a bunch of mates playing football, and yeah. you don't want to not put it in because you'll be getting the piss taken out of you at training. And it's, I'm like, I know it's not quite right, but it is that little extra, like 1% that gives you that, like, oh, I'm not having this. Um, and I do love it when they're giving each other stick on, on social media. I find that so funny. Um, I, I do think it's very, very funny. Um, it seems to have died down a little bit now, but <laughs> carry that on, boys. It's really good fun. Um, but I'm going to wrap it up and let you carry on with your journey. So um, Andy's um, being really dodgy in a, a service station car park. <laughs> With all sorts of lights flashing behind him, but we will we'll leave that we'll leave that conversation. But thank you very much. Car is parked right in front of me, so the headlights come on, and it's like I'm blinded. And then 
another one comes in and reverses in, so all my face goes red. But... It, it, you you were bathed in red a couple of times. I was like, what's going on there? That's <laughs> why thank... sometimes get involved. Exactly. Um, but thank you for your time. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, thanks for um, Alex and Jared sending me their thoughts as well. Um, next time I'm going to be joined by um, off the top of my head, it's Neil, Chris, and Josh. I think, although I'm not sure Josh knows he's coming on, but never mind. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, obviously, give us any thoughts uh, on any of the socials at Sutton Post a podcast. Um, sign up to Sutton Postcard if you want to join the get the newsletter. It's coming out next week, I think. Um, and yeah, like, follow, and share any of the episodes. Take care. Thank you all very, very soon. Um, I'm mumbling because I forgot to do the play out, but I'll add that in afterwards. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Yeah, everyone. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.